Hello and welcome to MHA's podcast celebrating International Women's Day 2020. Our podcast is based on Elizabeth Day's podcast, How to Fail, which is a celebration of things going wrong and what we can learn from that. Elizabeth interviews a celebrity for them to discuss failings in their life, both in their personal life and in their career, showing how much you can grow from things that maybe haven't gone to plan. So my name's Beth Wilson, I'm Marketing Comms Officer at MHA and I'm the host for this episode. Today, I have the lovely Othniel Blake with me, who is the newly appointed Campaigns Manager at MHA. So let's get to it. So your first failure is? Okay, so my first failure would be in my first management career, uh, first management role, sorry, so it's more of a career failure. Um, Totally thought that once you become a manager, the aim of that is to overwork yourself. Right. And, like, work as hard as you can all of the time. (laughs) Go home, work super hard, come into work, get there early, be the last one to leave, all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like that's what helped you prove yourself. Yeah. Um, But totally had a knock-on effect in my outputs. Um, And on your well-being. On your well-being, like, absolutely knackered completely never switching off like you would be watching a movie with your family you're not watching it I'm on my laptop like doing other things like not taking the time to look after myself and realizing that that was important in in order to do a really good job um until I just burned out until I literally was like I can't do this anymore Mm. like this is killing me and it just takes away your health it takes away your um just your capacity in general of what you're able to give to the people that you love or able to give in your role. Like, you just can't do any of that. Um, my biggest learning from it has 100% been never to do that again. Um, that that I remember someone said to me during my career journey, um, someone said, if it doesn't get done today, there's nothing wrong with it being done tomorrow. And yeah. it was one of the like keenest things I needed yeah. to hear because I was a big person for finish it today, don't leave anything for tomorrow, you know, clear desk kind of policy, but, like, actually realise that wasn't working for anyone. Give things the time that they need. Manage expectations. Just take your time and get it done properly. Mm. The the world's not going to end. It's really not. Like, it's not going to end. We're not doing brain surgery here. Like, it's it's it it can be handled as long as you handle it kind of thing. So that was, like, a huge learning curve for me. Um, and I think a lot of people can probably take something from that and maybe recognize something yeah. in them <laughs> I mean even if they're not management you know I think there's times when if you take your work phone home yeah. or your laptop yeah. you can just end up naturally 100%. just like oh just check it oh yeah all the time yeah especially if you like if you have any kind of social media in your role as well like yeah. it's constant like I remember replying to people's messages at like 3 a.m about like nonsense like because it woke me up and I was like well I need to keep that that green button from Facebook and make sure that we reply under like a certain amount of time so I'd reply in a tired state and then go back to bed like that's insane like what are you doing like at some point you've got to just go no it doesn't matter especially it doesn't matter while I'm half asleep (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah I don't think that's super productive no no and it really isn't but yeah. I think sometimes, and you're focusing on the women's side of things, there is that essence to prove yourself even more. Yeah. And you don't want to let anybody down. You don't want to, like, 
so if it takes you five minutes to do something that you feel like needs to be done then you kind of want to do it but actually it's realizing no I don't have to do that and I'm proving myself and what I actually deliver not in those little things that are wasting my time and are really unproductive for Absolutely. Everyone yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah cool uh so that's your first one so what would you say is your second failure that you had written down um so I wrote down because I, I thought about these for a while and I was like oh, yeah like so <laughs> I think a biggest failure of mine was not asking for the things I needed when I needed them right um and especially when I thought I deserved them typical typical example pay rises so like not walking into the room and having the conversation that you know full well needs to be had and that you've you've worked hard enough you've earned the time in fact you were probably under in my situation I was underpaid prior to that ask this wasn't here at MHA this was somewhere else um and I knew that I was already being underpaid I thought well let me show them what I can do then I'll, yeah. I'll at my review I'll let them know mm. that I actually underpaid me yeah <laughs> but it was so difficult I can't like minimize just how difficult it was to walk in and like be like it's so hey, awkward oh <laughs> <laughs> well, please yeah 100% like it's just I think there's this men have no issue doing it and when I talk yeah. to my like guy friends and I'm like yeah do you like just they're like oh yeah like every six months I'll go and ask for a pay rise I know somebody that every time he gets a new task added to his role he goes and asks for it to be mirrored in his pay rise wow and and, and most of the times it's yeah. checked and he's fine with that and he's like well I asked you can't be fired for asking like it's such a like great attitude mm, yeah but it's not intrinsic in me I don't know if that's no I think no that's not at all not at all it's like yeah. let me like do everything I can for you until I ask for a penny like yeah. do you know what I mean I just find it awkward it's so awkward um but then I realized that actually the value of what we value in ourselves isn't based on what we're paid actually what we value is being able to pay for the things that make us quite happy yeah. and all that kind of thing and if you're doing the role and you know that you can match that payment somewhere else and you know that actually you deserve that then what what harm is it in asking like truly I re- it's that big thing of if you don't ask you won't get and yeah. if they don't know they're not going to go hey we think you deserve more money like at the end of the day they're a pro- profit business like why yeah. would they turn to me and say we want to pay you more I mean some organizations do foster that culture but mm. most times yeah who's offering more money yeah, yeah do you know what I mean so I think I think most of the time managers do know yeah. They do know when you when actually you deserve more money, but sometimes they just wait for you to come to them. And I think that realization of, well, it's either gonna stay the same and mm. I've asked, or it does get better. Yeah. Um, and at least then, you know, if you do have a no, you can decide, you know, to take stock and think if it's somewhere you want to stay or mm. that kind of stuff. You have to ask the question first. Yeah. Like, so that was one of my biggest um, things where I was just, I just was, oh God, I like worked myself up so much to do it. Like, oh my God, what are they going to say? What are they going to say? And I actually just found that it was a really easy conversation. And yeah. most of the time it's conversations they've had before. Yeah. It's not the first time they've had someone You've ask picked it up in your head, haven't yeah, you? And 100%. Then, yeah. It's such a big deal for you. Mm. Um, because it it affects you more than them of course it does you know 100% it affects you all the time yeah (laughs) um yeah I think I do think that um 
if you are driven by money, then you're probably more likely to ask. Mm-hmm. I think if you're driven by um, what you do, you're not. Yes. But you're actually more likely yeah. to be more deserving of it mm-hmm. because you actually really care about what yeah. you're doing and your outputs are great. So, like, um, they're the people that should be asking but tend to be the ones yeah. that don't because they're driven me driven by what we do yeah and, like and you enjoy it. it yeah, yeah so. and like just doing a good job in general is what yeah. you do it's how you it's how you feel good at work um yeah it's interesting what you said about the difference in your yeah. you know in your guy mates yeah oh 100 they do like it's brilliant like so brazen but bold like it's not a bad thing they have mm. they are not scared by asking that question and it may it does make me think is that is that because it's not taught is it just all those like their life experiences yeah. that kind of accumulate them together. Like you know, is it ask. is it social conditioning? I don't is know. It? Like, have, have they always been told like, yeah, ask for what you want, go get yeah, what you and want. go go for it kind of yeah. thing, and to not, not be bothered. As the yeah, few, have we been told as women to, you know, go with the status quo, go with the flow, don't push too much, mm. don't ruffle any feathers. Yeah, because because at the end of the day, there's so many more women's women, so many words for women when they do things like that we become like she's quite aggressive or, yeah you know she's quite um um the b word yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. like that it starts to i think and people don't want to be called that so it all comes back to how people view us doesn't it which yeah. is really shameful because actually mm. it's nothing to do with that you've done the job yeah. and anyone else in your role would have asked for it so that's rare i mean obviously there's times when you shouldn't but if you really believe that you should get one then yeah i think we've got to, i know i've got to get better at having those conversations and i do feel like they i i 100 do uh, i have developed loads from that time where i had to first ask for one but it is so terrifying yeah it's so terrifying yeah. Uh, yeah it shouldn't be but it is it is and you kind of have to like actuate it all mm. until until it just becomes normal and the more you do it the more normal it is I guess yeah. in fact it's just fostering those conversations in general that are a bit yeah. difficult um and I suppose like if you have an honest and open conversation with your manager quite yeah. regularly about yeah. things like that yeah then it wouldn't come as a surprise right. and all that kind yeah. of thing. Like yeah. it would just be easier to exactly. speak about if you'd already spoken it through with yeah. your manager, maybe. Exactly. I totally agree. And I do think as well, there's something to be said for negotiating at interview. I think yeah. there's a percentage somewhere, I hate that I don't have it, um, but there's a percentage somewhere about the fact that men are more likely to negotiate their interview salary. And right, actually okay. that first salary you're offered, most of the time, um, in most organisations, they're expecting you to negotiate it, so it's actually just a bit under, okay. like a bit like a sales pitch or whatever. Um, and men are there's a percent for it. I, I, we have to find it. Maybe put it on the captions for this. But they um, are way more likely to negotiate that price and walk out right, with okay. when they get offered the role. Whereas women are way more likely to yeah. say, yeah. yeah. It's advertisers like I'll take it. Thank yeah, you. Exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. happy you just to have the fairness. job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's what they that's advertise cool. it as. I'll go for it. But it's much like if you're looking yeah. for a house or anything like that. Mm. Everyone knows that that price you can negotiate. Well, yeah. Everybody knows that. Yeah. But like, what is what is it about women that we think that? Oh my gosh, that's the final. That's what they said. Mm. I'll pay it. You'd negotiate at a market abroad. Everywhere you'd negotiate <laughs> your house, like anything that's yeah. a big purchase. Yeah. In your life 100%. and a big investment, which like a job is a big investment big in investment. your life and you into your time. 
we don't feel yeah, like we can just say thank you yeah oh, that's so higher than what i'm on <laughs> yeah. now so yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i'm just grateful i'm just so grateful thank you so much yeah yeah i'll yeah, take it i'll thanks. take it back and they're like oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, glad yeah, she's yeah. done that exactly exactly so yeah that was definitely one of my second ones um which kind of leads me nicely into the third one which is um basically about it having radical conversations with friends yeah like so it's more of a personal failure I think for a long time I was a very good giving friend really good at giving Mm -hmm. I think um, if you're like a heart person if you're highly empathetic you can show that by being a giving person Mm -hmm. and like showing your friends how much you care about them and stuff Mm -hmm. but I was robbing my friends of like their own growth by not having really radical conversations that actually they needed okay. to hear. Um, so have you got an example of that maybe? Okay, so one friend, for example, it's just a trivial thing. So she was dating this guy that was so awful for her. Mm. Awful. We've all, I been could there. See, we've all been there. We've all been there. Um, I could see outside looking in that he was totally using mm. That's a conversation I should have had with my friend. Right. But okay. I was, I well, partly right in the sense of, we all need to work our own things out sometimes. Sometimes the best yeah. way to learn it is to learn it yeah. for yourself. However, to not even have, like, gone, are look, you sure? Oh, yeah, <laughs> are you sure? This is what I'm seeing. What do you think? And, like, mm. having that conversation yeah. with her, that robbed her. And actually, in the end, it's exactly what he did. He did use her. He completely left. And, like, she mm. was left with no preparation for it. She could have been better prepared for that, even if she yeah. decided not to take my advice. Yeah. She could have just known mm. you were right. And, I suppose it's hard. It's really hard, isn't it? Yeah. To- to stand up to that friend and, yeah. and be open about something that she's obviously investing and like in time in like and can say, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, that is hard. Completely. It was, um, <clears throat> so I recommend it often, but there was a podcast called Radical Candor and it's an American podcast. It's fantastic. And it's basically about having candor uh, and really radical conversations to get the desires you want. It's based on career roles and stuff like that and like how to have, radical conversations with your manager um but there's a real key bit in it about feedback and how feedback actually helps all of us to give feedback helps the person giving it and to get feedback helps you become better mm-hmm. but we have such a resistance against feedback as a western yeah. culture because it's like what is your feedback trying to actually say to me are you telling me i'm not good enough yes and this whole like constructive criticism thing is like kind mm-hmm. of thrown out the window it just feels like criticism yeah but like actually feedback's really helpful for everyone involved yeah. um especially if it's positioned right obviously you have to be nice about it mm-hmm. but to have like now looking back that key part that i've learned and have applied to my roles i didn't apply it kind of to my relationships in general because actually we that's the best thing about friendship developing each other growing together Mm -hmm. and being honest and trustful yeah yeah um and now I would I would say I'm completely not afraid to have those conversations Mm. with friends um but I do think it's so so important it's really important to just be able to say it's not about being like I think he's awful and you should never date that guy because that's not that's not yeah. helpful. That didn't help no, anybody. No. It didn't help me. It didn't help her. She just feels now there's just a barrier between mine and her friendship. Actually, it's about being like, I love you, and I really want the best for you. Yeah, I'm seeing this. Yeah, but like, can you help me understand it? Do yeah. you know what I mean? And then just be like, okay, cool. I get you. And I, I hope I'm wrong. Really hope I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. This is what I'm seeing, but I'm here for you either it's, way. Yeah, and it's about checking in, I suppose, yeah. as well, and asking those questions. 100%. Like, are are you happy? Yeah. 
you know, yeah, do exactly. you see it like this? Because sometimes they might see it, but they're like, yeah, but I'm helping them. And maybe there's a reason that yeah. they see that you're not privy to yeah. because it's their private relationship. So even in that sense, yeah. like, and it, it, it really, like, really looking back, like, even more so, it she was so hurt and she was really hurt because she thought as well that I didn't like him. Right. And she okay. thought I wasn't happy for her. Like right. that's what it that's because yeah. I never had the conversation. Yeah. She was just sensing that there was some offness mm. and she's like, yeah. oh she's just not happy. And like and then after it all came part, you know, we had the conversation, she was like, Oh mate, I wish you just told me. Mm. And oh, it's like, and yeah. I do too. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like, wanna hurt your feelings and yeah. you know, and it's all fine. But actually not having the conversation left more to be said than actually I yeah. was saying because that wasn't it at all of course I'm happy for, I want to be super happy for yeah. you I want I think, what's best for you and I think there's something really powerful in like women being there for other women oh 100% you know and and seeing that in someone or in someone's relationship or in another friendship or something 100% and, and going on your own experiences of like oh this happened before either yeah. with you or like another friend or happened to me or yeah. whatever and you can kind of you know, go go back on that and be like, oh well, I'm yeah. not saying this is exactly the same situation, but, <laughs> but you know, you can know, kind of see here's this. My learning. Yes, yeah. yeah, and sort of, you know, we can grow from learning from other people. 100%. I think when once we relinquish the idea that people only have bad intentions and that yes. and once we relinquish that and we just think okay let me just listen to what they're saying actually there's so much yeah. learning to be done at the other and, side of that and at the end of the day if they're a true friend yeah you know it shouldn't should come from a bad from place anyway you know it should be coming from a really good place of like like you said before I love you and I yeah. want the best for you so <laughs> yeah. kind of just telling you now because yeah. Yeah. I don't want you to be hurt exactly and like it's fostering that in everyone's life I think like as as ch- as children, there is this kind of like you you know you have this kind of middle ground, I suppose, where everything's fine. You can talk about everything, and everyone just agrees with you, and it's really agreeable life. And the only people that disagree with you are your parents, and it's mm-hmm. like Ugh, hate them. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like then as we mature, I think sometimes we forget that our conversations need to mature sometimes as well. So we like talk about things, and we kind of want our friends to be like, yeah, great idea. Yeah. And like, but actually, it's not a great idea, yeah. sweetie. Sometimes and like, it's not. yeah, sometimes it's not. And we need to discuss the fact that it's not a great idea. Yeah. And I think we also feel awkward in saying things aren't a great idea because mm. we don't want to be like a tyrant. We want to be a good friend. We want to be the person people can have fun yeah. with. And like, yeah. we don't want to be on people's backs. But actually, those are some of the most healthiest relationships anybody can ever have. Yeah. And like, they're the things people value. When yes, we look at, absolutely. especially in MHA, when we look at people who talk well of their life growing up, they talk about the people they surrounded themselves with they talk yeah. about the great like true friends they had and that they're not true friends because they just sailed through life with mm-hmm. them no it's because they kept going through to, yeah. together and coming out the other end so I think absolutely actually the best thing we can do is have those really difficult conversations honesty is the best policy it is absolutely <laughs> it is so yeah I guess they're my three failures stroke learning curves yeah um, and yeah. I'm sure people listening would be able to relate to a lot of that as I well. I hope so. Absolutely. Like we're all human. We're all in the same yeah. boat. We all make so many mistakes. Exactly. Um, and I think it's it's really nice um, for what the, the kind of world we're in now as women. I yeah. think although there's loads to be done, there's just yeah. so much we have done. Yeah. And like, it's so impressive to see all the women at the table, like the different people to see, like yeah. the, the advocates across the 
across MHA, let alone yeah. like uh, other organisations and government and globally. And globally, you know, it's great. And I think think conversations like this is only going to make us really better. Actually, yeah. it starts with us and bit by bit. It's about picking people up, isn't mm. it? About being there for each other. Yeah, yeah. Even just realizing, for example, that when people are in new roles, that that's a little difficult and having someone mm. to go, hey, how is things and how are you finding mm. it? And don't be afraid to have those conversations nestling, you know? Like, yeah. those conversations are really important because we shouldn't shy away from sharing those skills um, and seeing it in other women to go, I, yeah. I'm noticing you're a bit, like, afraid to pull back, some, you know, to say mm. that what should be said. Say it, make sure you get in there. And I think fostering those conversations and encouraging each other to do the things that make us maybe a little fearful... Um, it's a really good thing to do. Absolutely. So I hope this starts that. Yeah. <laughs> so. We're going to wrap up. Thank yes. you so much, Othniel. Thank You're you for welcome. being so honest and open. Um, so this is the end of the first episode, but check this space for the other ones. Thank you.